Welcome to the show about your kid's secret life, an inside peek at what today's kids are really doing online and with technology. Each week, you'll hear the latest trends and get tips to keep them safe while keeping your sanity. So here are your hosts, cybersecurity experts, best-selling authors, and parents of four teens, Lisa and Chris Good. Hey everyone, welcome to the show that lets you see behind the curtain of what today's kids are doing with technology. I'm Lisa Good. And I'm Chris Good. We're going to talk about what's going on in the news right now, the coronavirus, and how that might affect you and your kids, as well as some things you may want to think about. Oh yes, the coronavirus. Now don't confuse that with Corona the beer. That's not what it is. We're talking about the virus that's causing massive disruption in travel, the stock market, events and conferences, and even with schools. Yeah, and not just the K-12 through schools. This is affecting colleges all across the nation. Yes, it is. And we'll get to some of that. But let's start off with talking about how many germs we collect on our smartphones. Did you know that our smartphone screens have more germs on them than a toilet seat? Ooh, yuck. No way. That can't be right. Yes, it is. And actually, there's 25,127 bacteria per square inch, to be precise. Now, I don't think I want to think about that. How can you possibly collect that much? Well, because it's the one item that never leaves your side. You know, people take it with them to the bathroom, you use it in the kitchen, and then it touches your face, you put it on your desk, and well, just about every other surface within arm's reach. In fact, some people even place it face down on restaurant tables. Now, just imagine all the places your kids go and where they take their smartphones. Yeah. Now, don't just take our word for it. According to a 2011 survey study done by researchers at the London School of Hygiene and Topical Medicine, fecal matter can actually be found on one out of every six smartphones. Ooh, that's just nasty. So so why are our phones so disgusting? Well, according to Dr. Gerba, the University of Arizona microbiology professor, we touch more surfaces than any generation in history. From ATM machines to self-checkout counters, you're picking up germs all the time on your hands and fingers and then putting them on your cell phone and bringing that close to your nose, mouth, or eyes. Wow, and that's just us adults. When you think about what kids touch on a daily basis, school lockers, bus seats, water fountains, swings, slides, balls, and who knows what else. Yeah, we didn't even talk about or mention worms, ants, crickers, you know, any other type of things that are, well, what about picking their nose? Okay, Chris, we're not going to talk about boogers. Just forget it. But really, it's easy to see why their smartphones are seven times dirtier than your toilet. Ooh, that's gross. I know. I know. I'm seriously, I'm one of those germaphobe moms. If I had a dime for every time I've said to my kids, did you wash your hands? I didn't hear that water running long enough. Wash them again right here where I can see you. And when I go to the grocery store, I do not like to touch the shopping cart handles. And I will admit, I'm also the mom who carries paper towels in my purse when I fly because I don't want to use those nice, green, and environmentally friendly Dyson air dryers that actually spew germs all over the place. Did you know those air dryers spread 1,300 times more germs than paper towels? No, you can't be serious. you got to be kidding. No, I'm not. There's actually research and real data on that. It was published in the Journal of Applied Microbiology. So we're saving trees, but we're spreading germs and disease, folks. All right, now you've gone down the rabbit hole. Okay, i got to bring you back. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Sometimes it just sort of happens with me as a mom. 
But back to how your smartphone is dirtier than your toilet. So there is a solution. We've got to clean and disinfect them. As simple as that sounds, it's not quite that easy. And if you're not careful, you can end up damaging your phone or ruining the screen. So you're saying there's a right way and a wrong way to clean a phone? Yep. And if you do it the wrong way, you could end up with an angry spouse or teenager and find yourself at Verizon or AT&T shelling out some more money to buy some new phones. Hey, nobody wants that. Well, thankfully, it's pretty easy to avoid. Can you just dump Clorox on it or what? Uh, um, yes and no. Well, for a long time, the advice from Apple and other smartphone makers was only use a lint-free microfiber cloth. However, as of March 9th, they've changed their tune. Now you can use the Clorox disinfecting wipes, but not the ones with bleach in them. And here's why. Your phone has a special coating on its screen to help prevent fingerprints from completely smudging up the glass. Now this coating is also on any of the screen protectors that you might have on your smartphone. It's natural for this protection to slowly wear off over time, but using something like a Clorox wipe that has bleach in it will eat this finish away in no time at all. So if your phone's a few years old or you simply don't care much about it, go ahead, whip out that Clorox wipe and use it as if it's the only thing you have. Now, there are some disinfectant wipes that are made just for smartphones, and I'm pretty sure Lysol has some, although you'll probably have a hard time finding them right now at this time. Right. With the run-on Clorox wipes in general, there is another way that you can do that's completely safe and inexpensive. Really? What? Take 70% isopropyl alcohol, and you mix the alcohol in a one-to-one ratio with distilled water, and then put it in a spray bottle. Then just spray a microfiber cloth and clean away. You'll have a germ-free phone without destroying it. And you can also use this cleaning method with any type of smartphones. And you can clean your tablets, iPads, and laptops the same way. Just a word of caution. Be very careful on the other types of devices to not get any liquid in the keyboard, the ports, or anywhere it has an opening. Because you can damage the device if you do. Now, some of you may be thinking, I have a waterproof or water-resistant phone, so I'm just going to dunk it in some soapy water, scrub it for a few minutes, and it'll be good. Nope, nope, don't do that. Even though the phones say they're waterproof, they aren't meant to be immersed in water and then scrubbed down with Dawn dish soap. Yes, waterproof just means if someone pushes you in the pool or you accidentally head into the ocean with your phone in your pocket, like someone sitting beside me, you can get out of the water, let it dry out, and it should be okay. So be smart about how often you clean your family's phones. You don't need to clean them every day, but it won't hurt them if you do, as long as you use the methods we just mentioned. Oh, there is one other way to clean your phones that we forgot to mention. We're going to tell you about it, but just know that they are sold out on Amazon and on their website as of right now. Yeah, I can't imagine why. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yes, the phone soap. It's a phone sanitizer. The only one that's been patented and proven to work. So you're saying there's copycats and knockoffs? Yes, there are. But these guys were featured on the Discover Channel and also on Shark Tank. Basically, it's a UV sanitizing device. They have several model options. If you want to pre-order one, it looks like they're shipping between April 15th and May 30th based on the model you get. Now, to be clear, we aren't paid to tell you about this gizmo in any way. 
You see, we have one of these, and we've had ours long before the coronavirus came out, especially since I'm a germaphobe. Now, if you have kids, you may want to seriously consider getting one of these, especially before next fall and flu season starts up again. So we mentioned earlier about how this virus is affecting schools across the U.S., and not just grade schools, but also colleges. As parents ourselves, we know how much of a challenge this could be and just want to give you some ideas to consider so that if it happens in your community, you're not completely stressed out and don't go into total panic mode. First, I'd like to encourage those of you who may be stuck working from home with small children that it's going to be a mess and it's going to suck, but this too shall pass. And it's okay to give them some pipe cleaners and tape. Don't ask. Just hand them over and smile. And you may want to also consider some audible books that they can listen to while they color or play with toys instead of leaning on a screen to occupy their entire day. But if a screen is all you've got, this would be the one time I'd say, do what you got to do. For those of you with older kids, they're most likely going to have to do school remotely. The key here is to make sure that they're really doing their schoolwork and not just playing games and goofing off. You don't want this time to bring their grades down or have a negative impact on their learning. And I know it's going to stink because it means that you're going to have to check in on them a lot while you're probably still trying to work yourself. You may also want to have a conversation with them about being mindful of posting and liking things on social media that have to do with the coronavirus. Yep, I've seen some posts that are supposed to be jokes, but are really offensive for Asian Americans and Asians in general. If your kids are posting or even liking these type of memes or jokes, guaranteed it will come back to haunt them later in life. They aren't funny and they're mean. And I just want to throw this out there. Our nation is more divided than at pretty much at any time in history. And I think social media has a lot to do with that. And I'm just going to give you an example. Something that should be kind of funny to just keep your sense of humor. Someone posted on Twitter today. This was their tweet. Chicken Little has just confirmed that the sky is indeed falling. Everyone is advised to take cover immediately and to bring lots of toilet paper with them when they do so. Now, this was just meant as humor, just to try to probably lighten up how people are feeling. But this person who posted this on Twitter is facing serious, serious backlash. Yeah, and you don't want your kids to lose an opportunity, whether it's college or a job, because of something they did in middle or high school, just trying to be silly and make a joke online. And now would also be a great time to talk about the various scams that cyber criminals are pulling so kids don't fall prey. We're going to list a few of the current ones making the rounds. The first one is fake map. There are several fake maps that are being promoted online and on social media. Everyone, even kids, want to know where people who have the virus are located. These fake maps actually have malware embedded called Corona.exe. It's a type of spyware that steals usernames, passwords, credit card numbers, and other data stored in your user's browser. So if you have a Google account... And who doesn't? Really, your information is being stolen. So next up is phishing emails sent by the CDC or the local health department. Now these emails look legit and offer a link to a coronavirus map of your neighborhood or an update on how many people have been infected. But when you click on the link, you're taken to a website that installs malware that can steal your information or it installs ransomware, which is worse, that encrypts all your files and demands money to get them back. And last up is fake charities. You'll either get an email or your kids may see something on social media about donating to help those affected by the virus. These scams operate in two ways. They either steal your information or they work to get you to donate money. 
Then, once you've donated, they now have your credit card information and can use it to purchase other items like gift cards that you won't be able to track or get your money back. And these scams can also come in via text message. So you may want to put a policy in place with your kids that they aren't to reply back to numbers that text them, even if they say they're from the CDC, their local school, or the FBI. Remind your kids that none of those places would be texting them about the coronavirus. And they may also get some spam texts about purchasing face masks, hand sanitizers, or other items. Remind them to not click on any links they get via text message. And the last thing I'll say is that the best thing we can do as parents is to stay calm, make sure everyone's washing their hands as much as possible, practicing good hygiene, and try to keep our sense of humor. Like Snoopy says... Every time you're able to find some humor in a difficult situation, you win. So stay tuned for our next topic. Wouldn't it be great to stay up to date without being overwhelmed? It's possible and easy. Just sign up for our free cyber alert emails. We take the guesswork out of knowing what's going on with kids and technology. We provide the essentials that parents, grandparents, and adults working with children should know in today's digital world. Just visit yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio and sign up today. Hey everyone, welcome to the show that lets you see behind the curtain of what today's kids are doing with technology. I'm Lisa Good. And I'm Chris Good. Let's kick this off today with ways to entertain your kids during the coronavirus outbreak. Or really any time, I guess. We've got suggestions for everyone, from your future Picassos to the next Indiana Jones. Here's some ideas to keep them occupied and keep your sanity. Now, not many of us are happy about spending hours, days, and weeks at home. And for those with kids, the thought of that, plus keeping them calm and doing their schoolwork remotely... Well, doesn't feel great. Yeah, it's sort of similar to riding a roller coaster at Universal Studios after you've just eaten a corn dog and a funnel cake and six sodas. Ugh. Yeah, not something most of us want to do, let alone do it every day for weeks to come. Well, with schools closed and all school activities canceled, as well as museums, parks, and movie theaters closed, many parents are finding themselves in a place of desperation and may cave into the screen time babysitter just to find some peace and quiet. Well, I'm here to tell you that you don't have to do that. Yeah, there's plenty of things the kids can do, of course, after they finish their schoolwork, but they don't involve social media or gaming, and yes, they are fun. Yeah, some are even fun and educational, so your kids won't even realize that they're learning. So let's cover the virtual or streaming ideas first. Visit a zoo or two from home. Now, kids love animals, and even though you can't physically go to the zoo, not right now anyway, there are multiple zoos and aquariums that are offering live webcam viewings of their animals. So here are just a few. The San Diego Zoo, the Houston Zoo, the Georgia Aquarium, and the Monterey Bay Aquarium, which is one of the largest in the world. Now, the kids will be able to watch live webcam viewings of pandas, elephants, giraffes, rhinos, leafcutter ants, penguins, jellyfish, sharks, sea otters, and beluga whales, just to name a few. Wow, I think I'm going to take a day off and do a virtual zoo tour and the aquarium tour myself. Now, the next idea on the list comes from our neighbors up north in Canada. Farm Food 360. They have virtual farm tours online. There's 11 virtual tours from apple orchards to pig farms. Now, you can find this one 
at farmfood360.ca. That sounds like so much fun. So do you have a kid who loves the opera? Or maybe you're just like me and you love the opera and you want your kids to get a taste of it and maybe start to like it. Well, guess what? Now you can do that for free by the one and only Met Opera in New York City. I'm so excited about this one, I can hardly contain myself. Every night that the Met Opera is closed, they're going to stream one of their previous performances. And the best part is, if you don't want to watch it at night, they're going to leave that performance up for 24 hours until the next one where you can watch it at any time. You can check this out at metopera.org. Now, many of the world's best museums are online also. Well, they don't have to have every square inch of the museum online, but there is enough to keep you and your kids very happy. And one of the easiest places to check out all the museums is artsandculture.google.com. They have a list of over 3,000 plus museums from all over the world. Your kids could spend days virtually touring fine art and museums from the comfort of your couch. And while we're talking about fine art, wondering what to do with those tween or teen Picassos? Well, there's no shortage of free art lessons and tutorials online. Author and illustrator Jay Garrett something or other is hosting daily drawing classes. And animator Mo Williams is hosting daily cartooning classes. Now, the Art Sherpa has a number of painting tutorials, but they're on YouTube also. Then there's Skillshare.com, a membership site that has tons of classes. And the best thing with this site is that it also offers a lot of free classes that your aspiring artists can watch and learn from, all without using a credit card. Not only are the world's museums online, but you can also take virtual field trips to many of the national parks and historical places around the world. Here are just a few. Glacier National Park, Yosemite National Park, Badlands National Park, the Great Wall of China, Rome, Italy, London, and your kids can even go to Mars. Plus, discoveryeducation.com has free virtual field trips. One of the current ones is Tundra Connections, where your kids will get to see and learn about polar bears. If you have any kids who love the medieval period of history, there are many virtual tours of the historic castles in Europe, as well as tours and YouTube videos of armories and the armor. And for your high school kids, there's a fantastic resource to give them a taste of what college lectures will look like. Plus, they can start learning now from home. The Great Courses Plus monthly membership at $10 a month, it's a bargain, and right now they're offering a free 30-day trial. And they have over 700 courses taught by professors and subject matter experts from the world's most prestigious universities like MIT, Yale, and Harvard. These courses can be streamed on Apple TV, Roku, Chromecast, and Amazon Fire TV, as well as numerous apps on all mobile devices. You know, I've got to tell you, you might say, I don't think my kids will like that, but I have four kids, and they do like it a lot. Now, I had one that kind of balked at the beginning and said, oh my goodness, it's so boring. But now he really enjoys them. So you should check them out. And there's also edx.org. 
which offers 2,500 plus courses from the top colleges. Many of them are self-paced and are free. They have something for every high school age kid and for those academically advanced and serious middle schoolers. Now, we didn't forget about those aspiring chefs, did we? Oh, no. We See, we have one of those in our house, and I'm going to tell you, sometimes it's a blessing, and, well, other times it's a curse, because who wants to tell your kid, you know, that what they just made wasn't good? In fact, we should just throw it away and not even give it to the dogs. I agree. Well, there are a lot of cooking shows with and for kids. There's MasterChef Junior, Chop Junior, Rachel vs. Guy Kids Cook-Off, just to name a few, and I think they're all available on Amazon. They are, and most of the famous chefs also have YouTube pages, and there are tons of videos of them cooking on there. Our daughter, she would just watch those all day long if we let her. I know it's easy and convenient to just use screens all the time, but why not throw in some fun, non-tech stuff as well? You could add some STEAM while you've got them home. What's STEAM? Well, STEAM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math. You'd be surprised at what you can do with what you have laying around at home. Now, you have plenty of everyday items that can be used to explore science, math, and engineering. Hey, not let's not leave out the arts now. Okay, well, some art projects can inspire science investigations. So here are a few examples. Trace the sun's movement by drawing your shadow every hour. Or you could have them put a piece of celery in a jar with water in it and add some food coloring and have them watch what happens to it over the next few days. Then there's making rock candy or growing crystals at home. It's really simple and easy and just takes a few ingredients. Yep, you can do the baking soda and Diet Coke volcano. Or as a chemical engineer, these are two of my favorites, and kids like them a lot. Create some non-Newtonian fluid recipes, otherwise known as Silly Putty, Gak, or Slime. And you could make some coffee ground fossils. Now, doesn't that sound interesting? This basically just takes your old coffee grounds, water, some flour, a little bit of salt, and a lot of imagination. And now, as you do these projects, ask your kids, what do you think will happen next? Or what do you think will happen when... You know, this teaches kids how to make predictions, encourages kids to express their observations, and lets them share the reasons for something occurring in an experiment. They are learning the scientific method and will come in handy as they go through school. Let's switch gears and talk about how to keep kids moving. Whether you live in an apartment or you have a yard, your kids need to move. Or they might just drive you crazy. Oh, yeah. So... When they're at school, they have recess or lunch, it's called lunchtime in some parts of the country. And of course, there's gym class. Finding ways to keep kids active while at home and maintaining some semblance of calm and order may seem impossible or like a tall order. But we've got some suggestions for you. There are some easy props you can use around the house to help your kids burn off some energy. You can throw the couch cushions or patio furniture cushions on the floor and have the kids do some somersaults and other tumbling rolls. You could place some cushions close to the wall and have the kids do handstands. Remember those things, handstands? Have a challenge to see who can stay up the longest. The cushions are so if they fall, they won't hit the floor hard, you know, like we did back in our days. (laughs) Yes. Now, this next one is one of my favorites. If you have a concrete garage and there isn't a lot of stuff in there, you could let the kids roller skate, rollerblade, or skateboard in the garage. If you have enough room, that is. 
You could also set up an obstacle course just for fun. If you have little kids, you could also play the hot lava game. You use a handful of cushions or tea towels. You put them on the ground and you have the kids jump to each one. Basically, they're pretending that they're not burning in the fiery pit. They're jumping past the lava. That sounds cool. But hey, what do you do about older kids like tweens and teens? Well, as long as it's warm outside, you could go out for a walk or a short bike ride. And also as long as you're practicing the social distancing rules and they're not going with friends. There are also lots of fitness programs on Amazon from yoga and Pilates to Zumba and HIIT workouts that are all included with Amazon Prime. Oh, also, if you don't have Prime, you can look on YouTube. There's tons of videos there that you can exercise or work out to. Yes, there are. Well, here's just a few other ideas. You could organize a movie night via streaming or DVDs in your house with lights out and popcorn or whatever snacks your kids eat. Now, there's always board games or card game nights. And you could teach your kids how to play chess. You know, that's really good for teaching strategy. And if you don't know how to play yourself, why not both learn? Two great YouTube sites are chess.com and Chess Network. Both of these sites teach everything from beginners to advanced players how to succeed in chess. Now, there's another one called Storytime from Space. And that's where one of the astronauts reads a book in space and your kids can watch and listen. This is at storytimefromspace.com. Well, that sounds like fun. I may have to check that one out. And also, with spring officially here, now we're going to include some outdoor ideas for those of you who have a yard and can get out. If you're planning on having a garden this year, why not give that over to your kids and let them research what types of fruits and veggies should be planted, where they can purchase them from, and when they should go in the ground. Some places are still going to have freezing, so you might have to wait on sticking them in the ground just right away. Now, have them map out the project. You know, I've personally done this the last few years with our kids, and I'm always amazed at how much they enjoy the process. And a side benefit is they actually enjoy working in the garden because they created it. So a fun site for an easy way to garden is Square Foot Gardening. If you hadn't heard of it, you should absolutely check it out. So I believe this year will be the third year we've done this. I think that's right. Okay. And we don't do any of the work. Kids do it all. It's pretty cool. But hey, that's coming for someone that doesn't eat their veggies anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you don't have to do a veggie garden. You could also do this with a section of the yard that you'd like to landscape. Let your kids research plants and put together their own design. You know, Martha Stewart would be a great resource for this. And don't forget the simple joy of bird watching. Start a list of names or pictures of what you see. And if you don't have any bird books at home, here are two online resources you can use. Both of these sites have amazing pictures as well as detailed descriptions and will keep your kids busy for hours checking out all the birds. So you can check out audubon.org and birds.cornell.edu. If you have a budding artist, you may want to have them start a sketchbook of the birds they've seen in the yard. Now, I want to be the first to say that during this time, over the next few days or weeks, your house is going to get trashed or at least not look the way you'd like it to look. But you can have your kids help clean it up. This is the perfect time to teach them how to do the laundry, clean the bathrooms, wash dishes, or load the dishwasher. Make a meal plan and create a grocery list. Balance a checkbook and make a schedule. 
And from one parent to another, let me just say, the goal that all of us should have is to remain calm, help everyone stay healthy, and most important, make this a time that our kids will look back on and say, you know what, it stunk that we weren't in school and that we missed out on some things. But I had some great times with my parents and my brothers and sisters or any other family members that are around. Remember, you're making memories that will stay with your kids forever. How you interact with them and the things you do together right now, they can build a bond that will last a lifetime. So let's not lose sight of the big picture. I encourage you to take advantage of the time you have with them because eventually they're not going to be there. And finally, I'll leave you with this thought. Don't forget that everyone needs some quiet time every day. This is a trying time for everyone, and no one should expect to be entertaining, teaching, or engaging their kids all day long. You should implement a daily quiet time to calm things down and give both you and your kids a break. Well, that wraps up another show. Have a great week, and remember, you can do this. Thanks for listening to Your Kid's Secret Life with Lisa and Chris Good. To submit your questions, sign up for our free cyber alert emails, or for information on today's show, please go to yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Your Kid's Secret Life.